Right, so welcome, Gary, to my um my first ever podcast. Yeah, How are you doing, thanks, all right? Mate. Right, so for the people who don't know who Gary Charnley is, then that means that you've not been in the crane industry. So just quickly, Gary, well, obviously, your name's Gary Charnley. You're currently a tech rep for Johnson's Crane Hire. I'm a technical... Site manager, technical site title. manager, and how long you've been in yep. the industry now? I've known you for about ten years. <laughs> um, I, I started for a, a little local company called P and H Craneyer when I was eighteen. Um, drove a third. No, actually, I've got that wrong. I didn't. I've, I'm. I'm uh, yes, I did. Yeah, I did. I started for a local crane hire yep. company called P and H Crane yep. who opened a depot in Barrow Furnace when I was I was seventeen to be precise. Yep. Started on a six ton iron ferry onyx, and I'm now just got. I was born in fifty six. Right. So what am I now? Fifty six. I'm sixty three. Is that correct? Sixty three. Sixty three now. So seventeen to sixty three. How long's that? 17, 40, 40 years? More, I think, yeah, 40. just over. But anyway, a long, a long time. A long time now. <laughs> a long time. Christ. And what, what do you reckon has changed in that, in that um, time? Do you reckon it's easier now for new people? Like, if you were 17 or 18, yeah. do you think yeah. it's easier now? You didn't get the help, you didn't get, you didn't get the help and support then in them days, no, but that, but but you also didn't get that in in a lot of industries, no, but no, but our industry was so much rough and ready. I think it's it's changed for the better in a lot of its um, um, a lot better nowadays, although everybody's their own safety officer, and I've still got all my fingers and thumbs, yeah. you know, yeah. I wouldn't put uh, I wouldn't put me, me finger where I wouldn't put yeah, anything else. That's it. Well, like you know, when I started, I started with my dad. And I never got a helping hand because my dad was brutal with me, as in, there's there's the machine, there's yeah. the keys, get on with it, you know. And that was, you know, it was great because you learned the hard way to operate a machine. But obviously now people get it easy where, you know, they're molly cuddled and it's done the right way now. But yeah, it's it seems it seems to be it seems to be if you're if you're a farmer's son. You can you can reverse a tractor and trailer. If you're a digger driver's son, you can drive a digger. You know it, it's it seems to get handed down, but unfortunately, it's not class as a it's skill. Not. No, um, no, it's not. It's it's not even. It's, it's it's only. I think offshore, it's like a semi skill. Train operators in the UK aren't, but if you look at America, America, they're all unionized, and it's classed it as a, a skill, a skilled trade, isn't it? But in the UK. Yeah, it's not a recognized. Yeah, it's not a recognized skill. Is uh, I think it's a knack more than a skill, isn't yeah. it? But I suppose a knack is a well, skill. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah, it's a dangerous industry to be in the crane industry, isn't it? So yeah, it's a lot better now. There's still a massive non-understanding of the industry. There's a lot of uh, customers you go to and they don't really understand. But it's so competitive and so cutthroat, which it always has been. It um, always has been. I don't think they get the full story. No, no, not at all. Um, so, so you've been in the industry a long time, anyway, mate. Um, right. 
Yeah, very long. I've enjoyed it. I was proud of me. I started at the bottom, worked my way up, unlike a lot of people, you know, because needs must nowadays. Not a lot of people want to come into the industry. No, not at all, because everyone uh, wants to be in computers you know, or be famous or something like that. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. No one wants to be getting up at Gosh, half four. Sorry, no one wants to be getting up at half four. In my early days... Yeah, we had. I worked for. I worked for a lot of little local companies and some big construction companies. But I worked for Huden Stewarts when they were like the market leader. There was Huden's Sparrows, yeah, JD Whites and Graysons. They were the main players. But Huden's are basically the shop window for the UK. Yeah. And and I had a I had a fifty ton DMAG, which is like quite a big thing in its day. And and if a hundred tonner come into our yard, we had to we weren't even allowed to look at it. We had to turn away. <laughs> How dare you look at that hundred tonner? Because <laughs> it was it was classed as a massive. And brand now people, then. oh gosh, Billy, yeah, it was. You know, but people now they five hundred tonners. You know, and and now people actually start the career on a five hundred tonner. Oh yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. They go from being a Which, slinger yeah. to being in a five hundred tonner. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not a problem, you know. Everybody's entitled to. to I've never demarked. I've always said, you know, if you're a crane driver, you're a crane driver. It doesn't matter. But I think the smaller ones are harder to control than the bigger ones. Sim, similar to diggers, you know, if you get on a little one and a half ton mini digger, yeah, you don't care if it'll throw you out the seat. But if you, you know, get on a seventy ton digger, yeah. everything's, yeah, it's it's all slowed down, is it proportionally for obvious yeah, reasons? Yeah, and also you're normally if you're on a seventy ton digger, you're normally in a massive quarry. Or on a big muck shifting project. That's where right. If you're on a one and a half ton mini digger, you're probably down the side you're, of a building. You're in between two buildings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So, right, they're knocking some guy's shed or pagoda down. So anyway, so we've gone through like when you first started out. What do you reckon on technology though now with the cranes and making oh, people's jobs easier <laughs> and harder? No, uh, I wouldn't think it makes anything hard. I think that the technology is just coming leaps and bounds. You know, you just you've watched it progress through through the years. Yeah, uh, it's it, it, it's a what would you call it a busman's holiday now, basically for some people. Some people have been in it for a long time. Yeah, when you see what you've got to deal with now, the equipment. You see, it's all that's life. Everything's for the better. It's twenty twenty, for God's sake. You know, it's got to be better, hasn't it? Oh yeah, massively. You know, from from it an operator point, it took a bit of the fun. Took a bit of the fun out of it, though. I must admit. Oh well, yeah. There exactly. was there was a bit. You know, remember the days when we used to have to turn up like to an old Iger or a, an old mechanical. Oh yeah. You knew you knew yeah. you was working that. You know, when you got home that evening, you knew you'd been working on a crane. You, you knew you put a, you knew you put a shift oh. in. You you see, I mean, I wouldn't. We're not here to name names or anything, but I've spoke to guys not long ago and he said, Oh, I'm sick of this. I'm I'm getting off this bloody five hundred. Every time I'm out, I'm on Luffer and Superlift. I thought, Oh, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> the five hundred lever pins, the Luffy pins pushing by hand. Yeah. If they're well sorted out and they're lined up. And the superlift, hang on, let's have a think. Hang on, let's push this button now. This button puts the superlift up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're not hardly putting the superlift on a on a on a five hundred ton crawler crane, are you? No, no. And also pin um, pullers um, nowadays. Pin sorry? pullers nowadays on on the big crane. Oh pin yeah, yeah. Well, I was the pin puller at one point. Gosh, yeah, the pin pusher. Or the pin pusher with a big sledgehammer. Yeah. So Gary, obviously, last year was your first time at Balmer. What do you reckon? Oh gosh! Uh, I reckon I've missed a lifetime of opportunities oh, there. That's great, isn't it? Uh, 
I've never been fortunate. Well, I'm saying that I've always been too busy and too engrossed in my work to go. But gosh, I wish I'd gone sooner. I I, I mentioned Busman's holiday earlier on. That was a Busman's holiday. That was absolutely it blew me away. And and you need five days there. I don't even think five days. Yeah, I I had two two long long days there, and and on the this final day, we were heading towards the exit, and I said to Andy, "Let's go a different way." And we went through. I thought, "Oh my god, I, you, you know, I, I, if we go again, which is pardon, we, you missed loads. You, you head back out the entrance, at the oh, exit, and you think, hang on a minute, I've just missed all of that.'" And it's. I know, yeah, well, we went out a different route. We'd be coming in and out the same route for a couple of days. And when we left, we went a different route. And I couldn't believe the things we came across. I know. But big and small, you know, it wasn't just the big stuff. No. There was so, there was small, in, in, well, innovative. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some fantastic ideas, honestly. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant, but, mate. But what a, what a do. And then when we got on the coach to leave, on of the road there's a big demonstration area there which we thought it was like a big construction site yeah but it, it's all linked if you for example if you were on the the, the Lieber excavator stand or whatever the you know high mac or jc whoever yeah. it may be if you wanted to test one out you could go to the other side yeah and um there was like another exhibition on its own which was like a working exhibition similar to um the one they have at buxton yeah um hillhead Hillhead, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you also like I missed all the stuff on the inside. I never even went. In. Apparently, there was a there was a a seven nine seven cat inside, and a nine, yeah, there was a seven nine seven cat and a nine nine four loader, which is the two largest quarry products. The, the seven nine seven, I stand corrected if it's wrong, is the largest dumper they make, and the nine nine four. Is the largest wheel loader they make, yeah. apparently. Yeah. And they were inside one of the the exhibition halls. Yeah. With the with the, the with the bucket crowded into the back of the the uh, the dump truck. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, so I we missed all. I literally that. walked through it because we was running late to get back to the air uh, to the um, airport. And and you seen them? It and was like, damn, we haven't got enough time to stop and even look look around. I know. It was ridiculous. But it was great, and you've been several. You've been a few times, have you? I've been about four times now. Um, but right. it's just amazing how you get treated. You got you got treated like absolute royalty there, like like royalty. Couldn't believe it, honestly. The thing I work for now, they're hire um, of Cabelco cranes. I'm not plugging the names, but I think uh, no, 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 I, no. I think we've got more Cabelcos than all the other people's Cabelcos put together. So we're a, a good advert for yeah. them. Uh, yeah. Realise, uh, you know, I was, oh, gosh, I didn't <laughs> that much of you. And you stood on the stall having a beer or having a crack and then, oh, come and meet so-and-so. This is Gary. Yeah, and, and come and meet this yeah, person. They, and... Yeah, they have 45 Cabelcos. It was ridiculous. Um, and then you, you spend sort of like two hours on that stand trying to be polite and you're wanting to go yeah. to the next stand you go to you the can, next yeah stand, exactly yeah and then you meet someone there you know Fantastic. so you go to the d-make stand next thing oh hello mate how are you here have some more beers and i don't drink and i come away uh, absolutely yeah. pissed yeah 
well, if it means anything to you, I do drink, and I was also pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I, I, the, the, the contacts I met was there. It's such like a, a networking thing as well, you know. That's what uh, I, I had more on the networking. Nothing gets brought there. Like fantastic. Yeah, nothing gets no no yeah, machines get brought there. They've they've been brought yeah. a month or two months before, and then they use them as a display yeah. piece, don't they? That's right. As an advert, yeah, it's a shoulder rubbing exercise, but it's fantastic. That's what it's for. You know, that, that's exactly what it's for. Yeah, and I, and I'll, I'll I'll certainly go again. I can't wait to go again. To be honest, with you. Yeah, and vertical days. Um, at, was it Haydock last time? Well, that, our, our local, well, Haydock used to be the place. I used to it used to call the it was used to be called the CP. Contractors plant and um, no, no, SED site. No, no, prior to that, it was before SED ever came about, it was called CMPE Contractors Mechanical Plant Exhibition. Oh, right. Oh, Christ, and it I used to be, yeah, it was, yeah, if, yeah. If you, did, if you did the history on it before SED ever happened, uh, it was always at Haydock and it was called CMPE Contractors Mechanical Plant Exhibition. And ah. it was the show to be. It's the only one they had, and everything was there from a from a from a hand drill to a five hundred ton crane. Yeah, there was excavators, slow loaders, you name it. Now vertical days is basically uh, vertical, which is access and cranes. Yes, cranes and access. Yeah, the, cranes and access. Yeah, yeah. it used to. Be, yeah, cranes and access. That's what it is basically. But it used to be CMPE, Contracts Mechanical Plant Exhibition. Then, oh, and that's where all the, yeah, everything was rolled out on there. after that, it was fantastic. It became SED, which was Site Equipment Demonstration, wasn't it? That's the one, yeah, yeah. that's the one. And then they yeah. obviously went bankrupt. And it, then we were left with just vertical days from Cranes and Access. And yeah. then we got Hillhead as well. That's right, yeah. And unfortunately, Hillhead's cancelled this year. I, I paid to go with. Actually, going to take my caravan, uh, but it's it's it's, it's uh, been cancelled, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. yeah, along with a lot of other things, I go to a lot of steam gatherings and truck shows, and all I'm getting is cancelled, cancelled, cancelled. Could you imagine how gutted we'd been if um, Balmer had been on this year? It would just been cancelled. Oh, bloody hell! When is it, incidentally? Is it every three, three or every three four years? years? So twenty twenty two, I think. Was it? Yeah, twenty twenty two. I think the next one is. I'll be there. So, I'll be there. So with this coronavirus going on at the moment, how do you reckon this is going to um, affect the crane industry for us? Gosh, nobody knows. You can't. It wouldn't be unfair to comment, really. But uh, I think, well, I don't know. I've had mixed feelings about it. I think I was a bit blasé to start I was. with and didn't realise where well, yeah, I was, to be honest. Yeah, but I think it is pretty damn serious. And I'm more concerned now about keeping myself and my family yeah. safe. Oh. I've not, I've not seen any of my grandchildren since this happened, or my children. Yeah. I've been to my mother's. My mother's very old. She's nearly 90. And I, I go and meet her at the back gate and give her, we take some food for her and, you know, we take her a dinner on a Sunday and what have you. She's still quite capable of looking after herself. But she said the other day, somebody said, you've got to stop. If you're over 70, you could have to stop in for a year. And she said, bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've managed to do this, but I said, said, I'm not stopping in. Yeah, I don't know where she's going to go because she can't drive. When she lives in middle of nowhere, she can't go. You can't go and see anyone now. She can't walk to backyard gate, so she ain't going to walk to bloody town. That's for certain. No, my dad's my dad's just about to turn eighty, 
and he's at the same, yeah. um, you know, I, I, they're not telling me to stay in. I'll stay in for a few months, but I'm not staying in for 12 yeah, that's weeks. What, or, that's what my mum said, yeah. No, I'm not doing it. It's that generation, isn't it? But I was blasé about this. When it yeah, first started, I said, it's not going to be that bad, you know. It's, you... I, I was the same, mate. I was the same, honestly. But I, I do realise the seriousness of it now, and uh, I think you have to be careful. I certainly... I'd like another 10 years on this planet. I'm not ready to go yet. No, same here. And, and so I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to I'm fit and healthy apart from overweight. But, you know, yeah. even we, you know, we're isolating. We're staying at home. You know, come back from Spain. I've lost my job in Spain now. Don't, um, don't worry about being overweight, Tristram. Big bellies are better. You can fit more lager and curry in them. <laughs> so, and, and, and fat people are harder to kidnap. Yes, I know. It's, hey, if someone tried to kidnap me, they're going to give themselves a hernia. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's, it's going to affect this industry, something rotten. But, you know, in... There'll be a there'll be a big there'll be a big knock on effect that'll take a long long time to recover. I think small businesses, uh, pubs especially, uh, I could see a lot of places not reopening. Yes, yeah, we've got places around here now. Yeah. The, the, like the owners were fifty, sixty years old, probably only about another five yeah, yeah. years left, and a lot of them have just packed up yeah, around ours, like cafes, pubs, and they've just said it's not worth us reopening. Yeah. And they've played catch-up, they'll go past climate age, won't they? Yes. Yeah, massively. Yeah, you're right. You know, so I don't know what's going on with the uh, crane industry, though, as in are we going to, when this all finishes at the end of the year, is it going to be a massive um, try and catch up? Or are they going to just say... There's been quite a few... We've got some cranes go back to it. The, the, the slowly, slowly integrating things back in. Now they can put in, uh, you know, like constraint measures into place. Yeah, we've got a, a job waiting to start back, and 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 I spoke to one of our coordinators at work, and he said, "Oh, he said it was a bit of a lame excuse." He said that they've got no soap. I said, "No," I said, "It wasn't an excuse, Jason." I said, "I've spoken to myself." I said, "It isn't the case that they've just not got a bar of soap. They've not got proper." Soap dispensers, they've not got a method statement in place or a risk assessment. I said, Yeah, the guy is genuine. Once they get the site up and running and yeah. everything's put into place, they will be opening up again. Yeah, it's just getting everything because it's, it's unprecedented. No yeah. one's we've never been through this, so no, you're right, nothing, yeah. nothing not, not, not in our lifetime. No, no, not at all. So, and I'm hoping that we never see it again, but you know, it could catch up with us next year, couldn't it? You don't know, yeah. Hopefully, they might find a, a virus to control it. But crane drivers can, like, basically be isolated, you know, as tower crane drivers, especially. Yeah. Oh, as long as they get yeah, to we've the, been social, know. we've and, been social distancing from people for years. Crane I know that's what me and my wife said. We've been, we, we were all right. We've been practicing it for years. Yeah, we've been practicing it since the day we first got <laughs> in the cab, isn't it? You know, especially during winter time. We were already shut, experienced in it. Shut the door and people come to the cab and try and talk to you. And it's like, mate, don't want to talk to you. Yeah. I'm a crane operator. Don't shut know, the <laughs> what I'd like to ask is your most memorable experience in the crane industry, Gary. Oh. Gosh, yeah. we haven't got long enough, Tristan. <laughs> well, I, we were talking about this yesterday, actually, with someone else who's going to appear on the podcast. And when I told them that Gary yeah. Chandler is going to be the first one, they said, well, how long is the podcast going to be? I said, well, it's going to be about half an hour. And they went, you might have to do a two-parter. 
Especially, especially oh. if you start getting onto Gary's God. stories about past experiences. Ev- everything has been everything has been memorable. Everything, <laughs> seriously, and I don't think I've ever had anything bad. Yeah, you know, I've I always enjoyed what I've done. I, I, I never had a hard day, to be honest. Yeah, no, you know, I didn't. Um, I, I think if you if you if you had the right attitude, and you wanted to. I used to wake up wanting to go to work. Yes, and because there's an old my, saying, my, job, there? my job was my hobby. Yeah, and the old saying is that someone who we previously worked with used to say, if you enjoy your job, you won't work a day in your life. That's right, yeah. If you make your job your hobby, you'll enjoy making money. Yes, and I have. I've not been in the industry half yeah, the time and, you and have. My, yeah. I don't like football. I don't buy a newspaper. I don't watch the news. I don't wear a watch. <laughs> I eat when I'm hungry. I go to sleep when I'm tired. Yeah, you know. I, I, to be honest, Tris, I'd have to bloody, I'd have to write a book, mate. I've had millions of things, honestly. I, I've had some really good talent. I've had some close shaves, you know. Yeah. But I've always had a want to do. I've always had a want to do attitude. I've had some good guys around me. I've met some fantastic guys in this industry. Some really, uh, you know, really good guys, and you usually find that the 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 better guys are the ones that have the similar interests. Yes, definitely. You know the. Yeah, the footballing people and people like that, that as good as it can be, they don't have the same you know, attitude towards the work as we do. Yeah, no, totally. And they they see work more as it's an inconvenience. As a, as a means to an end, yeah, you know. And for, for, to be honest, I'd never say never. I'd go to work for nothing some days. Yeah, yeah, just because yeah, it is I find it quite therapeutic, yeah. Uh, most memorable. There's one good thing about the crane industry, and that is there is some fantastic characters in this industry. If I go on holiday with the wife, we quite. I live in. I live up north. I live in Cumbria, and we often go to Devon for a holiday. And every time we about two hours, you say, "For God's sake, will you shut up? I don't care which pub you put in. I don't care which sign down for your pub." I put a safe. I yeah. put a safe for the roof at Harrods. With, with young Oji, we set up at the back of Harrods once. Put a, an eight-ton stadium yeah. through the roof with a six hundred and fifty-ton mobile crane. Um, cause it was quite a big radius. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I've just done all kinds of things. Put the put the uh, the top on the uh, Tate Modern Art Gallery to stop the pigeons nesting. Yeah. Um, right yeah. at the early stage of the Olympics, put put quite a few footbridges in and uh, pedestrian bridges and road bridges. Um, I think. I think that is where me and you probably first met. I think. I think we first. I think this is where we first crossed paths. Was at the Olympics when I first started with them on that CC twenty eight hundred, and I think you was just. I think you was just leaving. Your first job for them was on that plant at the side of the near Belmarsh Jail. No, hang on. No, the first job for me for Ainscores with with Ainscores was um, Southampton. There was a ship to shore crane that had fallen over, yeah, and it attracted the driver. They'd cut the driver out, All right? And what did you start and on then there? We went in with the we went with the thousand <laughs> and the CC twenty eight hundred. Then it went to the Olympics to do footbridges. No, your first job. The first job with the crane, they had a, they had a, a twenty five hundred, a twenty eight hundred, and a leased one, and it was at um, 
It was near Belmarsh Jail on the. Uh, it was Belvedere. Belvedere, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that. Am I correct yeah, in saying that Belvedere. was the first job? Yeah, that was the first job for the least one, and that was oh. a Welsh guy on it called Tom Hayes. Right. Yeah. Um, but I went with Darren to the um, oh, South. So Africa. you weren't there then. You weren't at Belmarsh then. Uh, 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 no, no, I was at Belvedere. Belvedere, no, sorry. No, I didn't go there until a couple of months later oh, when mate. he started on night shifts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's when I think we first crossed paths there. Mm-hmm. Then, then you'd left and you'd gone to. I went to Sarans. Sarans. Yeah, I went to Sarans for nine years. And then I joined you at Sarans at a few years later, yeah. didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, Saren's Birkenhead, and that's where yeah, we... Fact, we we got four brand new CC twenty eight hundreds. Yep, uh, as daft as it was, you were knowledge, uh, your knowledge joined with my knowledge, which was two different aspects of it. Between us, we managed yep. to get all four rigged um, without the help of anybody. In fact, I tell that we rigged three of them because the fourth one didn't come because it didn't come until later. It done nah. another job. It me and you and Chris... got damaged, didn't it? The back bass got damaged. That's it. And there was me, you, and Chris Beasley. Yeah. And Chris Beasley was operating the AC-700. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was... He was our ring. Yeah, another good lad. Another fantastic guy in this industry. Very, very good. If I could be yeah. half as good as Chris, oh, it would be God. brilliant. Because he If I had my own does... company... He'd be, he'd be working for me. Darren Burgess would be working for me. There's all, personalities aside, there's some guys here with some fantastic abilities, honestly. Hey, and and what we're going on about guys like... with, there's another guy who I'm desperate to get on the podcast because I think mm-hmm. he'd be brilliant. He's a young lad called Jack Westwood. Yeah, I, yeah. I spoke to him. I've never met him, but I've, I've recently become a friend of his and, and, and Chris gave me his number. I've been speaking to him and sending him pictures. He's a, is keen as mustard, honestly. A lovely he's, lad. He's one of the best young lads I've met in the industry. And I'm desperate. I won't go on too much about him because, number one, I embarrass him. And, number yeah. two, I want to leave it until another one of my podcasts. And I'll try and persuade him to come on it because, for a young lad, his knowledge is I know, I believe so, yeah. and, it's and it's because he's worked and listened to the likes of yourself and Chris yeah. Beasley and loads of other good lads that he's worked with and he's he, you know he's listened to them so I'm desperate mm-hmm. to get him onto one of these but, podcasts but I did the same I listened to the to the generation before I mean I've had some good teachers yeah yeah I, I've do. had you as a teacher so not, not many not many left unfortunately I've had I've lost two real close friends just recently a guy called Colin Park and a guy called Barry Kleinans both yeah, you know both legends but uh but there's, there's there's John Watson. There's many a guy out there. You know, they're all in their own right. They're all you know, they're all experts, aren't they? Oh, they are, mate. You know, I I learned from one guy. His knowledge on crawler cranes is exceptional, John Mumby. But yeah. John, he's not the most approachable guy. But his his knowledge of cranes mm-hmm. is just exceptional, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, I know John very well. But there are some absolute brilliant um, guys in this industry. There is, yeah. Honestly, fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's just a shame that the old school now are dying off. Yeah, literally. 
<laughs> unfortunately, literally, they, literally, are, yeah. they are. But do you know what? I'm only I'm only 39, just coming up to 40. And do you yeah. know what? I got I got insulted by someone a couple of months ago. Someone was mentioning me, and they said he's old school and he's a dinosaur. And I'm 39. <laughs> At 39. And thirty nine, and this and this person who worked for a big company, they said, "Yeah, yeah, Tristan Mays, he knows his stuff about cranes, but he's a dinosaur. A dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I'm thirty nine, but it's because I mm-hmm. suppose I'm the same as you. I've got an the old school attitude. I was on a site one day with a, a big crawler crane, the Sarans, and we had a this this slinger was there, like a slinger rigger, super blah 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 blah, and he was absolutely in awe with the crane. Absolutely, he was always. I said, hey, come and have a look, mate." I said, get in if you want. And he, he got in, got in the cab. And he said, bloody hell, this is awesome. He's looking up the jib, looking along the luffer. I said, yeah, just just push that lever on the right-hand side, just nice and slowly. He went click, 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 started lowering off. And he's like yeah. watching the roof come down. I said, right, take it the other way. Up he goes. It was great. I said, right, off, go to the right with it now. He's paying the, the winch three out. The luffer started jimming down. I said, right, hold it there, mate. Come back up again. So he come back up and he thought, this is awesome, this We've got some like 72 metre main boom, 78 metre luffer, um, two hooks on. And then I said, right, get onto that lever there now. And he's like, just slew it to nice and steady. So I turned all the values down. So he come round nice and steady to the left, went back yeah. nice and steady to the right. And I'm leaning, I'm on the on the walk beam board, leaning yeah. in the camp. So I'm I'm leaning over and he and he's going up, down, up, round, round, round. I said, right, give it a you know, step it up a bit now. I said, start jibbing down with that hand, pull that one back and hoist up so you're floating it out. I said, now come slewing round to your left. Go on, a bit yeah. faster, turn it up. So he's coming flying round. Next thing I went, bang! Lifted all his, <laughs> oops, sorry, I swore. Lifted his hands <laughs> off the levers and it just went, bang, bang, bang. The Ublot, we said, what the fuck was that? I said, well, that's exactly what you lot do, but now get out and don't come back again. <laughs> I said, because that's what you do. You just say, stop. You don't give us yeah. any warning. You don't, all right, start. So in 10 metres ago, five minutes ago, <laughs> you just go, keep slowing, keep slowing, keep slowing, keep slowing. Stop. And you've stop. got to, if you hear the word stop, you've got to stop. You can't not stop, can you? No, because it could be someone's hand or well, you don't body know, trapped to the load. Or... It, it was ever so, so tough. The next thing, I just knocked his hand off the slew rear and he could be such a bang. Nearly jumped off its tracks, and he said, "What?" I said, "Right, that's what." Out and don't come that's back again. That's what we hear in the cab from you guys. Yeah, that's what we get. We just get a stop. Yeah. <laughs> or the the other one, what is great with um, slingers is the one where you're sitting. You've been sat there for about ten minutes doing nothing. Then they go, "All right, driver, um, slew to your left or hoist up," and you just touch the levers, and they go, "Right, stop. Yep, yeah, perfect. Thanks." You're like, yeah. well, I've not actually just touched anything. <laughs> or, or you could be in Shell Stanlow, like I was a long time ago, over the back of the cracker. Never heard nothing for about 40 minutes. The next thing, this guy come on. He said, right, well, mate, slew to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Blind get, lift. Slew to me. Slew to me. I said, I'm up here, mate. Slew to me. Flipping air. <laughs> Was a clue. <laughs> Brilliant. So, all right then, Gal. Well, like, thanks very much for um being on the f- first podcast, yeah. mate. 
I think give us a uh, shout again and I'll get some stories for next time. And it'll be, be, I'll, have to, I'll have to edit them. We are definitely gonna. We're gonna have to definitely make another one. I'm I'm sure people are gonna want to hear some more stories, mate. Yeah, get, we will, listen, um, don't put it all on me. There's some good get, get Bernie Rose, get get a few of the guys gathered up, mate, and then between it all, you'll get some good stories to be honest with you. Yeah, totally. And what we're wanting to do is the idea of this podcast is we're gonna do the likes of one from the UK yeah. yourself. Yeah. Then the next guy who's going to appear on it is going to be from America. All right. So we can get an idea of what it's like over there at the moment. Yeah. And they can get an idea of what it's like over here. Do you know somebody? So we're going to do one. I've got some good guys lined up. Yeah, you you know um, people do. For the American. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of good guys all lined up. They're waiting. This was obviously the first podcast I've done. I wanted the likes of you on it because we know each other really well. Um, you're a bloody good laugh and fantastic to to work with and with some great stories. So that's why I wanted you on here first. We um, we put a modular form power station together at the back of Reading Services for an American company called Stevenson's. And uh, everything yep. came in like modular uh, and was delivered to Saturn. And we had a four, I had a 400 ton Libra at the time, a, 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 a telescopic 400 ton Libra. And uh, this guy, he was an ex-fighter pilot. He was called Lorne, little American guy. Yeah. He was an old guy, fantastic. And we just got chatting away, and he said, the biggest problem we have in the UK is, is we can't get vegetables, which I agree with him. Right. If you were out and about, you know, if you, you, you can maybe go to a Toby Carvery and you get you get meat, but you struggle to get nice vegetables in the UK when you're out getting a meal. Yeah. You go to the service, you, yeah. you get whatever you want. But the veg are always crap, and we got we got talking about yeah. it, and one thing led to another, and, he's, and uh, so we suggested a Toby Carvery to him. So he went to Reading this night, went to a Toby Carvery, come out the next day. I said, "How did you get on, mate?" Oh, he said, "Yeah, yeah, no bother." He said, uh, uh, "Good shout, that." He said, "We got we got the the beef and the Yorkshire pudding; it was fantastic, and we got some nice vegetables as well uh, with carrots and sprouts." He said, the only thing is, the sprouts were um, were rather small. He said, "In back home." Our sprouts are the size of cabbages. I said, "Yeah, but it's a bit right. It's a bit weirdy going to suit our mouse, mate." <laughs> <laughs> he sort of went over his head a little bit, like. <laughs> but that was uh, no disrespect to our brothers over the water, but uh, I just had to get it in quickly. Hey, we could. I tell you what, me and you could speak for another hour on American crane accidents. Yeah. And I will be bringing that up with the Americans who are going to come onto the podcast. We're going to have to mention it about how freaking terrible they yeah, are. Yeah, but is, is, is there a lot, some really good lads yeah, over there. Is there, there but, a lot of accidents because they've got more cranes than us, or is there is there a lot of accidents? I mean, we have accidents as well. We're not we, we're not you know we're not squeaking clean. No, no. but they just seem to have no, a lot of all. taking trees down and putting hot tubs in and. You know, there's a, there's a lot of them, isn't there? There's not so many on the sites. It seems to be like the littlest stuff, doesn't it? It's, I, I think, I don't know. We, we'll find out when we have some somebody Americans. Might, somebody might podcast, tell you. But, yeah, somebody might tell you, might they? Yeah. They use, on social media, if you try to berate them over it, they will say, oh, but our state is the size of the UK. We're always going to have yeah. more crazy yeah, than you guys, yeah. but... 
But that's but I think that's a real cop out. Yeah, yeah. That they're trying to say, well, we've got more cranes, so we should actually destroy more cranes than than you guys. Yeah, they should. <laughs> it shouldn't be. They're not a third world country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You're right. So you know, but we, you know, we'll find out some more on the um, you know, when I get a couple of the Americans on the um on the podcast. Yeah, like you're going to be the first one, and then tomorrow morning or tomorrow evening, I'm going to do one with the American guy called Mark. Yep. And then there's another guy who's got um, a YouTube channel called Jimmy um, to the top crane. He's going to be on it as well. And then I'm sure I've got a few guys lined up from the UK as well. Mm-hmm. A couple of them want to see how it goes and make sure that it's not going to make them sound like a tit I'm, or anything. I like don't that. care. <laughs> no, <laughs> too old, mate. No. I the two. Same here. No, the podcast is literally because at the moment there's a lot of lads all sat around doing nothing. Where there's a lot of unemployment, there's a lot of negativity. Yeah. So the idea of this podcast is we're sat around doing nothing. Let's talk about previous experiences, past experiences, have a bit of a laugh, and see if we can make if I can make one person smile out of this podcast. Brilliant. Then I've you know I've done well. You'll, you'll usually find that if anybody so, out there thinks that you wear a pair of tits, they're probably a tit themselves. Yes. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, um, if you if you if the chances are if you think somebody's a knobhead, the chances are that you are also they, a they probably are. You know, they, they probably are. Uh, you know, yeah. I know but, it sounds I know it sounds but, daft like a silly cliche, but you'll probably find if you think they're a knobhead, the chances are they probably are. If you think somebody's okay then everybody else will probably think that they're okay. Yeah, and nobody else has taken the step to make a podcast for the crane. That's industry. right. Fair play to you, mate. So if I can, if I can make someone smile within the crane Great. industry, and if I sound a bit of a knobhead myself, I sound a bit of a knobhead. Sure. But, you know, at least I'm you're trying on, to You're only a knobhead for an hour, and then they move on to somebody else, don't they? That, yeah, exactly, mate. So... Anyway, thank you very much, Gary, for being on the first podcast, mate. mate. And um, we will speak to we will speak to you soon. And thank you very much. You're welcome, mate. Have a nice night.